You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to Rua Space, where we look to make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in our everyday lives. I'm Phil. I'm Erin. And we are in the middle of our Interior Castle series, going through this amazing book written by St. Teresa of Avila. And today we are in the third dwelling place. And so this, of course, is exploring the inner nature of our life as we connect with God and we connect with ourselves, especially through prayer. So she's taking us on a spiritual journey into ourselves to discover God. Yes. So I thought a great place to start today would be to talk about what kind of person finds themselves in the third dwelling place. Cool. Because so far we've got the first, we've done the second. Now, who is it? And because I'm always curious too, as I'm progressing through these dwelling places, well, I identify, have identified with myself Mm. so far. And I thought, well, gee, am I going to identify with the third or did I max out at two? Or will I identify with the fourth? Do I max out at three? So I thought it would be helpful to read you a quote a little bit about a couple things St. Teresa of Avila says are about the third person. So in a nutshell, the third person or the third, the person in the third dwelling place, goodness (laughs) gracious, is somebody like this. She says, what I've said, I believe is what usually happens for since these souls realize that they wouldn't commit a sin for anything. So they're not intentionally sinning Hmm. on purpose and that they conduct their lives and households well. So they're living as best they can. Okay what God is teaching them. They cannot accept patiently that the door of entry to the place where our king dwells be closed to them who consider Mm. themselves his vassals. Did I say that right? We don't use that word often. No. Not all enter his chamber. And I thought that was really interesting. And then she goes on to say this, let us look at our own faults and leave aside those of others. For Mm. it is very characteristic of persons with such well-ordered lives to be shocked by everything. (laughs) And I thought, well, there you go. Can't we all picture either ourselves or someone we know who... Mm. They they're living this Christian life. It's not a bad thing. They they're they've ordered their life. They've brought some things mm. into discipline. They've they've gotten that. And she says the big struggle for people in the third dwelling place is whether or not they can grow in humility. Mm. And so that's this tension between you're going to have things happen to you. Are you going to weather them well, or is it going to be a grievous affair that you have to wrestle with? And that's that return to humility, which is just central to what she's doing over and over and over mm-hmm. and how it's connected then here. So to, to sort of build on what you were then talking about in terms of this well-ordered life. Mm-hmm. But what happens is as we go deeper into ourselves and deeper into a relationship with God, she's sort of asking, what do we start expecting mm-hmm. of God and of others. Mm -hmm. Because in that sense, you're saying, well, on the one hand, we could end up expecting too much from other people. But Mm -hmm. she also seems to be saying we might start expecting too much from God in an unhealthy way. Or even from ourselves. We might expect that we have come to a holier place than we actually have gotten to, which was sobering because we don't talk about that a lot in the church these days. Right. And so what she says then is something like, we don't deserve to enter God's innermost chamber, yet God invites us there. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
what happens often as we begin to pray, and I feel like this happened in my own journey. So here she is again, sort of naming my own journey. I think she's really good at that is um, you start in spiritual disciplines like prayer or meditation or whatever it might be. And you feel like a lot is happening. Sometimes you don't, maybe you start and you feel like nothing's happening and that's okay. But what can often happen is we hit these periods of what is known as spiritual dryness. Mm, that's where I was going to go next. Yeah. And spiritual Feeling. dryness is this time where we just feel like our prayer is boring, like nothing's really happening. It's yeah. a slog. It's really hard to do. And where the humility component comes in is St. Teresa of Avila is saying that God has already gifted us everything. And so to expect that we're always going to feel something, that we're always going to experience mm, right. God is simply not true. That dryness yeah. is normal and it is going to hit. And we can actually be brought to a place again of humility by this to realize that it's not about us and our experience, mm -hmm. but about making this space to connect with God. And one thing that she says about that dryness is that one, it's very common in the third dwelling place. So don't mm -hmm. be surprised if this is describing where you are and you are encountering that dryness. She says there's basically two ways that that dryness can compel us. It can draw us closer to God in humility, mm -hmm. realizing how much he's done, how little we deserve, or... She says the devil will try to use it to create a disquiet in our life mm -hmm. and that that will sidetrack us away from pursuing God because we will then be trying to fix yeah. whatever this disquiet is. And she said a lot of times in this time of dryness, we will come to see something in our life that grieves us. And she goes, she says, um, oh, where is it? Oh, goodness, I got ahead of myself. <laughs> sorry. It happens. Guys, sorry, you're not going to get a quote. I'll paraphrase this part. But but she talks about how when we, when we see something that kind of unnerves us, sometimes people will get so fixated on that, they don't realize that it's God revealing an imperfection in them. Mm. And sometimes those imperfections just are what they are. And so mm. it's it's this great place of learning where we're, we're still coming to know ourselves. But it seems to me when I was reading about the third dwelling place. It's a lot of coming to know ourselves in contrast with what Christ has done mm. and coming to see that there are, there are, she would say saints, we could say souls or other people who who have gone further, suffered more. And, and so you're starting to see and learn your place, it almost seems, which well, is what brings about that humility, it right? Does. It's not a bad thing. It's no. just realizing you aren't necessarily the A plus gold star student all of the time, <laughs> which is what we would like to believe about ourselves yeah, well, naturally. And, yeah. And we start to realize then that everything is a gift, that mm -hmm. everything we have, those experiences of God, the goodness that does come out of our life mm -hmm. is all a gift from God. And so as we journey, she says, this will actually lead us more and more to being people who give thanks. So she says, mm -hmm. if souls are humble, they will be moved to give thanks. Yes. Um, and so in our life, then we're invited to be humble in our relationship with God and even in our prayers to recognize that as we go into this stage, as we go into this place, as we go deeper, that it's not about, hey, God, you know, you need to show up every time because I'm praying in the right way. Right. And this doesn't mean that right. as we grow in our faith journey, it doesn't mean that prayer is going to get easier. It doesn't mean that, hey, you can judge your spirituality by how long you can pray, how great you can pray, how every time you pray, you hear God speak. 
In fact, she seems to be saying that the people that are deeper in prayer are going to feel like more dryness and the consolations she often seemed to say are given to the weaker members to keep them going mm -hmm. and so again of course that doesn't mean to say if you have a great experience god is saying you're weak it's just to right. kind of encourage us and challenge us that in our spiritual journey it isn't always about the experience but about showing up that that mm -hmm. you know like we've talked about in previous episodes the way to get through an issue with prayer is to pray more. Yes. And she gives two words of encouragement about this. She says this, praise him, which again is that gratitude mm, thing. Yeah. If these favors are from God, they come brimming over with love and fortitude by which you can journey with less labor and grow in the practice of works and virtues. Mm. So essentially saying, as you continue on, God will give you the patience, the fortitude to continue on and for it to bear fruit. Yeah. which I think is is amazing because when I'm feeling dry and I feel like like today I had a spell where I thought I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing like mm. this is just not working and I'd like to give up and, and she's saying no but but God gives us what we need to keep going he is the one who will bear fruit for us and I found that very, very mm. powerful. Do, do you com want to comment yeah, before well, I go on to my I mean, second encouragement? Yeah, she has this really important piece she then adds into that to say that our spiritual journey into these dwelling places ought to lead to acts of service and mm -hmm. love in the world that mm -hmm. we are really deserving. Oh, we too. are really deserving of nothing. And so, you know, God already gives us all good things. And so in this place of humility, we're humbled in order to go and serve that this whole spiritual yeah. journey isn't just about, you know, um, you know, sitting really quiet <laughs> and listening. Yeah. It's about, I mean, it, it, you know, silence. Great. But yes. it's about them going forth as people who live this humility, she who says, live out of this relationship. Exactly. So what's our truth. second encouragement? Oh, well, just really funny while you were talking about that. One thing she also talks about is she says, think of it like a journey. She goes, we could go on an eight day journey and get to our destination, or you can take a year and choose to go in the completely wrong directions <laughs> and make a mess of it so that it's really troublesome for yourself. And so she tells the other nuns, why are you turning it into a year-long journey? Mm. Like sometimes when you know what to do, just do it. Like don't draw it out. Don't linger. Just just do Which it. Prayer, and it'll make it so much easier for yourself. It does. And that's why prayer, <laughs> you know, if you can set aside three or four hours, great. And most of you probably laughed and said, how could it ever be three or four hours? But this is where Father Albert Haas, for example, talks about how when dryness comes about in our life, this is actually could be an invitation to go to prayer without words, mm. to do more of silence, to do more of a meditation listening practice, mm. or even he would say a simpler form of prayer, such as the Jesus prayer, um, where we, rather than it being, hey, I'm struggling, let me go longer. It may actually be, let's go simpler. Mm -hmm. Let's listen more. And if you want to, here's a plug. If you want to learn more about how to do some of those simple ways to pray that have been time tested in our faith tradition we have a course called the heart on fire and you can find the link below it takes all these lessons from things like the jesus prayer breath prayer all of these type of prayer things that are linked to simplicity linked to silence they are wonderful practices if you're going through a time of dryness so mm -hmm. check that out below absolutely okay so final the second, encouragement so, so as we wrap up see we didn't forget friends this the <laughs> second encouragement from her is she says what seems to me would be highly beneficial, I found this encouraging at least, would be highly beneficial for those who through the goodness of the Lord are in this state. And again, friends, it's it's not that you have worked yourself so hard you've gotten here, but the goodness of the Lord, he has drawn you to this third dwelling place. So you are experiencing it now. 
um, is that they study diligently how to be prompt in obedience. Mm. And I found that encouragement encouraging personally because obedience requires us to go to God, to look at his word, see what it says, mm-hmm. and live it. And that is so simple. Yeah. You don't have to buy a program or a curriculum to get to do that. And I thought, well, how brilliant of our Lord. How good is yeah. he? That he does something so simple for us. And she does say, she encourages people to find a spiritual mentor if you do not have one. She says a lot of times what we can discern in ourselves isn't as much as what somebody, a trusted advisor can mm-hmm. help us come to see. Um, so if you are in the third dwelling place, if this sounds like your experience and where you are right now, then that would be her encouragement to find a spiritual mentor to help you see this is of the world, this is of God. You're torn between the two. Let's make a choice towards God um, in your practice so that you can have that obedience, so you can move forward. Absolutely. And and again, central to all this, this obedience, this going deeper, it's all a gift that comes by us submitting mm-hmm. to the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives through Jesus sent by the Father. So friends, as you explore the dwelling places of your life, as you come to times of dryness where it just feels like you can't go on, like you're bored, may you be brought to a place of humility in a way that brings you rejoicing for God. May you maybe simplify your prayer life and may you continue to explore with God because God will never leave you nor forsake you. Friends, if you like this video, please click subscribe below. We have lots of really cool stuff. And if you are listening on the podcast, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes. And always, thank you for joining us and we will see you in our next video. Grace and peace, friends.